Recently, we saw the sale of Mike.com, a progressive digital media brand for a dismal $5 million. Shortly before the sale, they laid off their entire staff. Now, this is shocking because they were once valued at $100 million. So they've fallen quite a bit. We're now seeing Univision, after only a couple years, try to sell the Gizmodo Media Group. This includes websites like Jezebel, Kotaku, The Root, Splinter, typically far left and progressive brands. Unfortunately, nobody really wants to buy any of these websites. I think the main reason is they're not doing that well. Sure, they generate revenue, but revenue doesn't mean profit. I think one of the main reasons these sites are sort of dying out is because young people are becoming more conservative. That doesn't mean they're becoming conservative, just moving away from the far left. And I think a great example of this is PewDiePie's fan base. Look at how young people react when these smear pieces pop up. PewDiePie has way more fans than many of these digital brands, but these brands think they're going to succeed by attacking one of the most famous people on YouTube where young people are. But it's not just PewDiePie. There's actually evidence to suggest Generation Z is more conservative. Millennials are becoming more conservative. So today, let's start with the news about Univision and their sale, and then look at some evidence that shows the next generation is going to be much more conservative. Before we get started, please head over to timcast.com forward slash donate if you want to support my work. There's a monthly donation option. I do accept cryptocurrency. I have a physical address, and there is even a shop where you can buy clothing that I've actually designed myself. From the New York Post, Univision struggling to find a buyer for Gizmodo sites. It's a tough market for digital news sites and blogs, and Gizmodo Media Group is starting to look like the latest casualty. The money-losing operator of sites like Jezebel, Deadspin, and The Onion is still struggling to find a buyer six months after it got put on the block by Univision, the Spanish-language broadcasting giant, sources told The Post. Earlier this month, more than two suitors submitted offers in a second round of bidding that began late last month, Insider said. Nevertheless, Univision, which acquired Gizmodo in August 2016, when it scooped up the assets of bankrupted Gawker Media, is still casting around for better offers, according to a person with knowledge of the process. The process has been active, and it's all going to boil down to price, according to a source familiar with Univision's thinking. Univision is not interested in giving it up for nothing. Nevertheless, insiders say it could have a tough time getting the price it wants, even though Gizmodo brings in between 70 and $80 million a year. Sources said current bidders include Brian Goldberg, the hard-bargaining owner of Bustle Digital Group, who last month scooped up the once-hot millennial-focused site Mike for $5 million. If you're not familiar with the Gizmodo Media Group, I'll just point this out. The Root is the most shared left-wing source on Facebook, according to a study done by Newswhip. However, the most shared conservative source is the Daily Wire, and they get something like five times the traffic that The Root does. Now, full disclosure, I used to work for a Univision joint venture called Fusion, which eventually changed its name to Splinter and now is part of the Gizmodo Media Group. When I worked there, I was told by some people that the reason they're pushing for far left media is that marketing people, analysts, consultants, they're telling them that the next generation is progressive, that young people want progressive politics. And if they want to be on the forefront of the changing landscape, this is what they need to embrace. But I always thought that was rather bad advice, especially when I would watch PewDiePie content. PewDiePie has made videos before talking about how the gender wage gap is a myth, and it's actually, well, it's actually just not true. And I'm thinking, if young people are watching that, why would they trust what these left-wing sites are saying? But more importantly, if PewDiePie actually has 78 million subscribers, look, not all of them are obviously people who watch PewDiePie every day, but he's got a ton of fans. What do you think they're going to talk about when they see all of these sites smearing PewDiePie? 
It's going to turn them off and push them to the right. But don't take my word for it. There have been numerous studies confirming this very fact. One of the most interesting takes on this comes from Forbes, a story that reads why Democrats should be losing sleep over Generation Z. And the reason they should be losing sleep is because Gen Z is becoming more conservative. It's also true that millennials are actually becoming a bit more conservative. The story basically makes that point and references several studies. They mention a UK study at The Guild did a survey of almost 2,000 adults and found that on issues like gay marriage, marijuana legalization, transgender rights, and even tattoos, 59% of Gen Z respondents described their views as conservative and moderate. This is a radical change from 83% millennials and 85% of Gen X, who state that their views are quite or very liberal on those same issues. What's worrying is that given their more conservative leanings, Gen Z was not taken into account during this election, even though for many of them it was their first. Younger generations are famous for being liberal. Therefore, we mistakenly assumed that Gen Z would vote Democratic. But studies show that Gen Z's views closely resemble those of libertarian or moderate Republicans and that they related with Donald Trump on issues like national security and job creation. In a press release from the Hispanic Heritage Foundation, they said, 50K Gen Z students identify as Republican. In the press release, it reads, My College Options and the Hispanic Heritage Foundation today presented the results of a new national survey of approximately 50,000 Generation Z high school students ages 14 to 18. Attitudes on the 2016 presidential election, which found that the majority identify as Republicans in sharp contrast to millennials and overall would vote for Donald Trump. Trump would win with first time voters by a large margin and with girls by a narrower margin. More than one in three participants said they would choose not to vote. Clinton would beat Trump among African-Americans and Latinos by a large margin and by a narrower margin with Asians. The poll study on the presidential election also serves as a strong glimpse of the 2020 presidential elections, when all participants will be able to vote. In 2015, Business Insider published the story. Goldman Sachs has made a chart of the generations, and it will make the millennials shudder. They say the generation that will succeed the millennials is already on the cusp of becoming more important and influential than the millennials, according to Goldman Sachs. The oldest members of Gen Z are already 17, and keep in mind, this story is from three years ago, and entering college and the workforce in the U.S., They are going to be greater in number than millennials were, better at using the internet, and more entrepreneurial and pragmatic about money, according to Goldman analysts. One of the main focal points is that Gen Z is more conservative, more money-oriented, and more entrepreneurial than millennials were. A recent Harvard Business Review article suggests that nearly 70% of Gen Z teens were self-employed, teaching piano lessons, selling goods on eBay, versus just 12% that held a traditional teen job e.g. waiting tables, Goldman says. And this may be the most important point in why young people are so conservative. They work for themselves. I have always worked for my family, I've worked for myself, and I have held other jobs. And I think one of the biggest distinctions between the progressive class, those who work for these big media companies like Gizmodo, is that they're not entrepreneurs. Most of them went to college, they just did what they were told, and so it's not surprising that they have socialist tendencies. There's a big difference between someone who works for themselves and knows where their money is going and what they're paying for in terms of taxes and someone who doesn't because they've lived off loans or scholarships or are just working for a company and the taxes are taken out beforehand. It's also not surprising to me that someone who has been in an institution their whole lives with an authority figure telling them what to do would be in favor of socialism or a government where it can take the private property from the individual to distribute it as they see fit. Entrepreneurs tend to be more libertarian. Seeing that statistic, that 70% of Gen Z have their own jobs, well, yeah, they're going to be more libertarian. 
They say that when you're young, you're liberal, and when you get older, you're conservative. The saying goes something like, if you're not liberal when you're young, you have no heart, but if you're not conservative when you're older, you have no head. But there's a really obvious reason why people become more conservative when they get older. It's because they start working and they have to support themselves and their family, and they start recognizing where their tax money is going, or at least how much of it is disappearing. If young people are starting out of the gate with jobs, well, yeah, they're going to be concerned about a lot of these heavy taxation issues. But one of the funniest things that I witnessed was the March for Our Lives event in D.C. And it's not funny because there's anything wrong with their politics. No, by all means, hold your event. But because the media was heralding this as young people rising up, when it wasn't, it wasn't young people who attended that event. Young people don't support these policies. They really are more conservative by several different metrics, even the Hispanic Heritage Foundation saying they are. The Washington Post ran this story on March 28th. Here's who actually attended the March for Our Lives. No, it wasn't mostly young people. The writer says, as part of my research on the American resistance, I have been working with a research team to survey protesters at all the large-scale protest events in Washington since President Trump's inauguration. By snaking through the crowd and sampling every fifth person at designated increments within the staging area, we were able to gather a field approximation of a random sample. So far, the data sets include surveys collected from 1,745 protest participants. Like other resistance protests and like previous gun control marches, the March for Our Lives was mostly women. Whereas the 2017 Women's March was 85% women, the March for Our Lives was 70% women. Further, participants were highly educated. 72% had a BA or higher. Contrary to what's been reported in many media accounts, the DC March for Our Lives crowd was not primarily made up of teenagers. Only about 10% of the participants were under 18. The average age of the adults in the crowd was just under 49 years old, which is older than participants at the other marches. 49 years old, the average age of those protesting for gun control. It isn't young people. What's also interesting is that they tend to be college educated, which goes back to my earlier point. Young people as entrepreneurs and as independent creators know what it means to have to deal with your own finances. I was at VidCon a couple years ago. If you're not familiar, VidCon is this big video conference where young people go to meet their favorite YouTubers and Vine stars. Well, Vine's gone, but you know what I mean. I was walking past a small group of kids and one of them asked another kid, how many followers do you have? One kid then goes, I have 84 subscribers on YouTube. And the other kids go, whoa. And what that said to me, was that they were sort of quantifying their success. It's a very entrepreneurial attitude. They have a standard and a goal. They knew that they wanted to increase this number. And ultimately, making their own account, they have to figure out how to produce content to attract viewers. This made them more goal-oriented, more libertarian, more entrepreneurial. Something very different to what we've seen from those who spent so much time in college. But another issue that's been very important is that college hasn't been a defining factor in success for many people. In fact, many of those who are very successful, especially on YouTube, haven't gone to college. Sure, some people have, don't get me wrong, but I don't think college is what made them successful. In fact, college probably holds them back because of the debt they accrue and the time they spend focusing on school instead of perfecting a craft or a skill. And people say to me, because I actually didn't finish high school, they say, oh, but you're an exception to the rule. I don't think that's the case. When you see so many people graduate from college with massive student loan debt, the student loan debt is skyrocketing and now they're demanding that it be forgiven. That signals to the younger generation, these policies don't work and you better avoid it. But not only that, 
Who wants to graduate with a degree and pay massive debt and go work in a cubicle? They want to follow the adventures of Casey Neistat. They want to laugh and play games with Logan and Jake Paul. They want to watch their fun prank videos on YouTube. That means at a young age, they're going to be driven towards this path to success and not school, where they'll be put in an institution and then end up wasting time and money. But this loops back to the point about PewDiePie. Who are these kids? They're kids who watch YouTube, who understand you can be successful working on your own. They hold their own jobs, make their own money. They're driven to be more conservative. And then they see the Gizmodo Media Group lying about people they like, PewDiePie being smeared over nonsense. And these kids aren't stupid. Some of them are 18, 19 years old. They're going to vote and they're sick and tired of you insulting the people they like and lying. And they can see it. And this translates into something really simple. They're not going to read your websites. They're not going to watch your videos. Your views will go down. Your revenue will shrink and no one will want to buy your company. You will lay people off and you will cease to exist. And this means that those marketers and analysts were dead wrong. And it's also one of the reasons I decided I needed to leave Fusion. Because no matter how many times I told them, PewDiePie, tens of millions of subscribers, fans all over the world, What you are doing is the wrong direction. I'm not saying produce conservative content. I'm saying don't go this far left extremist route because so few people actually care about this stuff. But let me know what you think in the comments below and we'll keep the conversation going. I've seen all of these studies saying young people are going to be more conservative. Do you agree with that? Do you think it's true? What have you seen? Comment below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos up on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.